I'll come back. 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 Fuck's sake. Um, Priest, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Sam, are you ready? Yeah. A piece of shit? No, I, think was, <laughs> I think she was referring to me. God damn it, no. I was. <laughs> I was. Case, uh, I... Ready? Homecoming, the room, three, two... Car crash. Hello and welcome to the Barcast, where the bar gets lower every single week. Your bartender for this evening will be a non-pencil. Look, I am burning. Enigmatic Kotaku. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! That actually scared me. <laughs> <laughs> this was all a big gap. It was a big joke. I wasn't expecting to actually be scared. It's just, a, just that was just me moving the straw through my soda. Okay, milk. It was still fucking horrifying. <laughs> Ravage. I knew what it was. And my name's Sweater Priest. This week on the Barcast, we have a highly anticipated guest. You may know them from Art or Silent Ponyville, but we know them as Sam Rose. Salutations. Thank you so much for coming on. It it really does mean a lot to us, just how much not only Silent Hill, but Silent Ponyville means for us in the grander scheme of film fiction. Oh my God, this is a dream come true. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, all these years later, I'm still surprised at just how many people both remember Silent Ponyville and, like, even today would be like, yeah, no, Silent Ponyville is what got me into the fan, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's so sweet. Well, that said, for those who may be tuning in just for the very first time, hello and welcome. We're a community-oriented podcast where you guys vote for the guests. We politely ask them on, then you ask all the questions, and we make them miserable from two hours with their your questions. Um, <clears throat> you can catch this broadcast live on Twitch TV slash Mike Snipe, but you can also catch it on all the places like iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, YouTube, and all the other various stuff. Ask your Alexa to play the Barcast, and it won't because we aren't on Amazon, and that's not how this works. Get your shit together. Um, 100% of all of our proceeds goes to Horse Rescue Charities, but we'll get more into that later. The lovely Anon Pencil is probably watching the Twitch chat right now, if not. Yeah. Awesome. Then, uh, what are examples of questions that we will not ask our guest? We'll not be asking our guests questions about where they personally live, um, where they go to have their job. I, I, I won't be asking them about religion or politics. You guys know the rules by this point. Don't fuck around. I don't have patience for you today. Mom's tired. She needs a fucking drink. Um, however, rated R, rated M podcast, so pretty much any other question goes. We've been given the go-ahead. And we have a drinking word today, Priest. Oh, my God. I need a drink. What is it, Pencil? It's silent, or silence. Some variation of that. Something impossible to have while Enigma's in the room for a hundred. Silence, hey. bottom! So, that said, we have actual interview questions. Let's 
do the thing and let's do it right. Number one, Sam Rose, who are you and what do you do in the fandom? Uh, well, Sam Rose, I am Sam Rose. I am the Rose of Sam. In the fandom, I tend to do a bunch of... Uh, I started off mostly with the darker side of fan fiction, obviously, with Silent Ponyville. And then I kind of, for a long while, at least I want to say seven years, I did a blog called Motherly Scootaloo. That was pretty much my second claim to fame outside of Silent Ponyville. Currently in the fandom, I am working on a blog called Aria's Archives and trying to finish Silent Ponyville 4. Ooh, hype, hype, hype. <laughs> yeah. Do we have any sort of excitement as far as possible dropping of the next chapter? Um, I've already dropped two chapters within the last two weeks, so I could po drop the next chapter within the next week, but the, the two after that might be a little longer. Ooh. The you excitement know, and plot thickens. The term dropping chapter sounds like a euphemism for being constipated. <laughs> Oh my god. You're only dropping you only dropped two for two weeks. You you need more fiber, Sam Rose. Enigma, just be, Enigma, just because when you drop a story it's shit doesn't mean that you should compare his stories to constipation, you piece of fuck. He likes it. <laughs> no. So let's go into the next question that of course every podcast asks. How did you personally get into the fandom? Well, uh, I, did, I did find out about My Little Pony fairly early on because the craze was getting big and a lot of people were kind of starting to talk about it. I didn't personally see the interest because I remember seeing like the uh, original uh, pro pre promo art and being like, that doesn't really look good from that. But then uh, two people outside of the fandom that I had followed for a long time uh, said, gave their endorsements to it, specifically the creator of the webcomic, El Shive, and a more personal independent comic, uh, Akuma TH, uh, they said it was good. And I was like, these aren't people who would normally be into things that are cute and horsey like My Little Pony. If they like it, maybe I should give it a try. And it was, when I binged the series, it was the episode right before uh, Party of One, then Party of One happened, and I was like, well, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Then, uh, next question that we have. Uh, what do you consider your favorite part of the fandom? The online community, fan fiction, cons, music, art. What, what keeps you here? The people, mostly. I have, at, at this point, I've, I've I got a very tight-knit group of people that I am super personal close friends with and MLP was kind of what drew us all together. And as far as what keeps me continuing to create work, it's just people enjoying my work. I have always enjoyed just creating something that people enjoy and the more they enjoy it, the more I want to create for them. Right. Um, when you say the people, are you talking about an online group of people or an actual in-person uh, in friend group? Yes, currently they're all <laughs> online, but we mm -hmm. pretty much regularly meet up at conventions just to hang out with each other. We kind of have a running gug that when we went to Cider Fest, the, the recent one, we were just like, what convention? We're just hanging out as friends here. I mean, really hanging out with people is always the best part of a convention. So exactly. I totally, totally, totally understand. 
Um, so given your penchant for cons, uh, will we be able to look forward to an appearance at BronyCon? I am absolutely going to BronyCon. We already have plans to be there for even longer than BronyCon itself. Ooh, hype. <laughs> All right. And the next question that we have is there's one thing that you could say to your followers or fans, what would it be? Um, just do your best and always be creative. Awesome. And then last but not least, before we throw you to the wolves and we get that question out of the way, <laughs> who is best pony? Sunset Shimmer. What? I am yeah. shocked. I thought you would say Pinkie Pie, I'll be honest. <laughs> Wait, what was um, the answer? I, I blanked out. <laughs> bad! You, you don't deserve anything, Enigma. Shut up! Uh, I am a bit of an Enigma in this fandom at the moment, considering, like, hey. while my MLP is what got me into the show, I'm kind of a bigger fan of Equestria Girls right now than the actual horses. Whoa! Okay, hold on! <laughs> This is, this is, this is a first. Okay, hold on. Go on, Enigma. We're hearing that he prefers teenage drama over horses. It's true. Okay, I have a follow-up question. (laughs) What, in your opinion, makes Equestria Girls better than the original My Little Pony series? Or Gen 4? I've had a lot of time to think about that. And I think the main thing is just consistency. The show has a tendency to go literally all over the place and even have entire episodes where it's not dedicated to really the main characters doing anything, but what the world and the lore and all that is doing. Whereas Equestria Girls, is, it's hard focused on the characters and them going through arcs and exploring and exploring their own characters and just like, it's always about them and me loving their characters and their interactions, whereas MLP just kind of goes all over the place. And honestly, well, I have not yet watched anything Equestria Girls, except Mirror Magic, that was written badly. Whereas in the show, I've had so many instances of just where I just, I'm watching something, I'm like, why am I watching this? I don't like how this is written. So what I'm hearing is you like that basic bitch slice of life. Which is funny because I can't write slice of life to save my life. <laughs> hey, here's, here's, you, here's, here's what you can <laughs> write life. featuring your favorite waifu sunset. Just write, just write a chat story where she can't do her taxes because she doesn't have a social security. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there was a period of time where it was just like literally every single story <laughs> I was thinking of for fan fiction was was a sunset shimmer story. Uh, there, there's even a, uh, you know how in between the Silent Ponyville stories, I would do like a shipping story, uh, for, for between three and four, I was even considering a, what if Sunset came back, but stayed back at the start of the Equestria Girls movie, and it would be a, uh, Twilight and Sunset fic. I do have to say, I think Sunset, Silent Hill would be entertaining just to see what the fuck would happen there. It's something sunset, I can Sunset and what would be no, no, not, not even would like be entertaining. You cut out a little bit. They heard me apparently. Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah. This isn't Silent Ponyville. This is necessarily like since we're talking Equestria Girls, putting them into adult Anthro Silent Hill would be quite a time. I would have fun with it. 
Would you have it that at the end it's revealed that Sunset killed human Sunset to take her place? Probably not. I'm not a big fan of that headcanon. Yay! Ponies don't kill people. The next question kills people. Do we have that question from the chat? We, that we do. Have? We have the question. I believe it's the other other guy, as it should be. I'm going to double check to make sure that that is in fact. Yeah, actually, it's Cyber Drake seven seven seven, and he wants to know <laughs> how big is yeah. your dick? I'm sorry, what? Dick? How big? Seven inches. <laughs> there you go. It's like. The, that's the most straightforward answer I've ever heard. Just everyone else just just like, oh, well, we we one person measure while on cast. Like you're just like, no, seven inches. So, so Sam, you beat mine by seven inches. <laughs> it's very that's an accomplishment. It's very unique. That's that's a get out, get out. We're starting off by asking questions on the film fiction thread, and who better to kick this pig? Then short skirts and explosions. Who starts off by asking the first question, "What doth life?" Hi skirts. Uh, what doth life? Personally, I find just what make was just fun. Life, life is about it. Life is short, and there's a lot of pain and misery, and so you should always do what you enjoy and find the things that make you happy in life more than anything else. Also, oh, fun fact about Skirts, I've met him in person. Yay! Is he nice? Did oh, you hug nice. him? Uh, we met in person at Megacon because we were discussing the possibility of Skirts writing his own version of a Silent Ponyville fic that later, the ideas of that got wrapped up into Background Pony. Oh shit, I actually didn't know that Background Pony had fed off of Silent Ponyville. Yeah, I did, it started I off did. as <laughs> Sorry, come on. No, you're fine. Yeah, no, it just it started off as a Silent Ponyville fic, but probably because me dragging my feet to both end uh, Silent Ponyville 30 and him wanting to move forward with the ideas, he turned it into Background Pony, and I think it was better for that. So, like, did you did you touch his face? <laughs> Caress it? Did you did you touch his face? Sadly, I did not. Damn it! You have to. <laughs> you you had every opportunity to touch his face using only your face. It was before I knew he, how famous he was. I'm sorry. <laughs> One other question before we move forward. Does he look like a princess? At the time, he didn't. But remembering it, if I put him in a dress, I could see it. I'm hearing is, what I'm hearing is I need to bring dresses, more dresses, to BronyCon so I can put skirts in a dress. Oh, my God. Could we oh do that? Can we give this to the world? <laughs> you you know you know for a fact that I love putting people in drag. Okay, I would do it. Oh how, man, how many more victims must you claim, pencil? Many. <laughs> we put this live on YouTube. We get a message from Skirts like two weeks later. It goes, "Here's my size." <laughs> I have some stretchy ass dresses that probably fit him because I, I hear he's a towering human. Is is that true? Yes, he was taller than me, and I'm five nine. Towering human, but I think I still have. A dress or two that could, excuse me, fit him. So all I'm imagining when you said towering human was the shadow of the Colossus, but in a dress. Oh, I, know, <laughs> I know for a fact of a dress could fit him. Uh, anyway. Sorry, all right, let's get back on track. Skirts is a favorite here, so let's let's move forward. Um, Archive Striker JK5 starts by asking number one, 
What is your favorite non-My Little Pony franchise? There's two very good answers for that, but I'm going to go with the one that inspires my writing the most and is what I personally strive to achieve for whenever I am either writing or drawing, and that's the Fate Stay Night franchise. Easily the franchise that has inspired me the most creatively and just in how I want to tell my stories. So what about, I, I think that's probably a shocker for the general listener who expected, obviously, Silent Hill. But what about Fate Stay Night is so attractive to you? I just, it's a mixture of just the characters and how they interact with the stories and then how in-depth that story gets where there's so much to take away just from experiencing it on its surface level. And then when you peel back the layers, layers, just how far deep into the story it goes. And then all the things that the characters themselves go through and, you know, the personal relations and then just how everything changes just with one or two small decisions and you get an entirely different outcome. And it's just, there's so many things about Fate Stay Night that I just absolutely adore. The action, the romance, just, the, the drama, just the way magic works in that world, there's so much to love. The awesome. beach episode. <laughs> always a good beach episode. So there's always the next question, and there's so many great things for you to choose from here because you're a, a very talented person. Have you ever done any fan-related works for non-MLP franchises? Man, Chris, I, I thought I was going to be the one sucking his dick. <laughs> I mean, I have, but it's been a long while, like, before I got into the fandom, because prior, prior to MLP, I was mostly doing, like, I was doing, like, a Sonic and Mario crossover comic, but that ended up dying, and then I, I started working on a The Cult-ass blog from Silent Ponyville. That eventually died and got replaced with Motherly Scootaloo, which I then did for the next seven years of my life. Some people got obsessively into that, and it still influences them to this day. It's true. I'm, I'm glad yeah, to be great. an inspiration. <laughs> and then the next question from Stryker is, does a rose by any other name smell just as sweet? From my experience, I would say so. I've pretty much always been the same, regardless of what name I'm on. Smell good? I try to keep myself smelling nice. Checks <laughs> out. <laughs> you know, I get the feeling that you, you're the reason that both Pencil and Priest are dehydrated from waist down. Moving on. Terry the Human has questions. Number one, what is your favorite and least favorite My Little Pony episode? Ooh. Oh, uh, favorite is easy. Hurricane Fluttershy. It is, it is, in my opinion, not only the quintessential Flutterdash episode, but also just in terms of pacing, character interactions, and showing true friendship throughout an episode, it does it all perfectly. Whereas my least favorite for the longest time was It's About Time, which was the... Twilight time travel episode, and it raised so many questions in my mind that for the longest time I would just rant and rave about how much I hated the writing in that episode. 
but I'm pretty sure it, now it's more of a combination of do do princesses dream of magic sheep or, or whatever, and uh, whatever the recent rock hoof he attempts of uh, assisted suicide episode. Those two just. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that. Holy yeah. shit. Those episodes are just god awful, and I will take It's About Time anytime over those two. I mean, what I don't like about that episode, It's About Time, is the way Twilight says Tartarus. Yeah. <laughs> Tar- Tartarus. Ugh. The next question is What is your favorite memory as a brony? Oh, easily the uh, Everfree Northwest 27, uh, 2017 or 2018. Uh, it was when I got to meet. Uh, the people who would become the closest friends possible to me. And it was just, it was the first time that like, we had this excuse to meet up, we did, and we bonded so hard that I legitimately did not want to leave to the point where like, I pretty much cried in the airport because I didn't want to leave my friends. I, they were, they meant that much to me. That's called Stockholm Syndrome and you need help. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, I understand because that was my experience with my very first BabsCon. Abducted you, priest. It's true. It's true. I dragged you around and like showed you the BDSM world and was like, here, look at this cool thing. Look at that cool thing. You should take off clothing. Like, I'm, I'm a terrible influence. Here, just so, come, I mean, come around this corner for a second. <laughs> she's was so that... nice <laughs> i i sort of am not so was that your experience then sam a little bit awesome fantastic uh, <laughs> the next question from terry the human is who's worse zephyr breeze or spoiled rich zephyr breeze no question really yeah i would take I spoiled agree. rich any day because yeah, spoiled rich at least has hot milf energy yeah yeah <laughs> right I'm very happy to say that Zephyr Breeze does not have hot milk energy. No, he doesn't. Literally, so the, only he thing, doesn't. the only thing that prevented me from losing every ounce of dignity and cool and just being an angry fireball at the Zephyr Breeze introduction episode was that it was also a very quintessential Flutterdash episode. So I was just like, this is literally the only thing saving this. There's probably some sort of story out there with Zephyr Breeze and Mommershy that makes me upset. Blech. Oh, yes, it there is. I saw it in the feature a while back. Yeah. I am serious. I saw it in the featured. I didn't read it because it's fucking gross, but yeah, there is one out there that exists. What? Plot probably Shakespeare's, please. What plot twist? Is he really Fluttershy's it dad? Might have been actually. Now that you oh mentioned. Oh my god! What Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Shakespeare! Shakespeare, if you're watching, you and your fucking incest, my dude. <laughs> Holy fuck! All right. Next question that we have: What is your favorite male-female, male-male, and female-female ships? That is a hard question. Let's see. Uh, the female-female one is easy. Flutterdash. I have mentioned it several times already. Um, what is my favorite male-female? Um, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go ahead and say Flash and Sunset, just because they are the ones that I want to see more more of. And all the other male-female ships that I do like, like Rumbaloo, they do exist. But there's there's just this dire craving of me wanting to see more of Flash and Sunset in the fandom. And as far as male male ships go, I actually can't think of one male male ship I actually have. 
really? I guess yeah, that, nothing that nothing that really comes to mind. Uh, so I'll, I guess I'll just go ahead and pick uh, I guess caramel and Big Mac. There you go. Okay, it checks out. If if you want a mail mail ship, I can lend you mine. <laughs> I'm genuinely um, surprised there are not more um, Big Mac and Trouble Shoes, considering they're both like large draft horses. I'm surprised there's not more like just giant like bear male pony sex scenes with those two. But, just saying. But which but which one is the bottom? <laughs> they they are both. They're switches. They, they're they're switches. Like Eeyore and is depressed all the time. The other just agrees with him. Yep. It's great. <laughs> Consent is sexy. You wanna you wanna roll in the hay? Yep. Alright. Alright, next question. Um, how much of a Mary Sue is Flurry Heart? It, it, it's hard to classify Mary uh, Flurry Heart as a Mary Sue in my book because she's just a baby. The um, a Mary Sue in my book tends to be like uh, a perfect woman who or male uh, who does everything, gets everything they want. There's no conflict in the story. If a problem shows up, they instantly solve it. If there's a romance option, they instantly get it. It's that they're a person who is the paragon of perfection and they make something boring. Whereas Flurry Shark, Flurry Heart has, um... Flurry Shark! Flurry Shark! Flurry Shark! Yeah. Flurry Shark! Yes. Yes. Ah, yes. Flurry Shark! That's, that's gonna Flurry be a Shark. spoiler. Flurry Shark, I gotta write this. Hold on, I gotta write this. Uh, if you take Flurry Shark, I will make Flurry Shark. So it'd be like the Hornet Explosion, but in reverse. I am imagining yes. oh. the face of a shark being pushed out of that cadence bagu. <laughs> you know, I'm only a little sorry that we interrupted you because no, that's oh my God. I don't I don't know if you know anything about priest or me, and I I kinda hope you don't. Um we we write shit fix. So like the idea of flurry shart is the best thing I've ever heard. So thank you for that. <laughs> well you're welcome. I, I I sharks do tend to be a reoccurring theme in my works these days considering uh we have the character Dolly Dusk in Arya's archive, who was obsessed with sharks. So I've been doing a lot of shark stuff myself. Uh, he's going to do Flurry Shark, though. I'm going to do Flurry Shark. So <laughs> that's what we're going to do. All right. Did Flurry Shark eat her siblings in the womb? Did sharks do that? Probably. It's probably outside of the Flurry Park. So let's stop. Right. Let's, stop. let's let Sam okay. answer the original question about Flurry Heart being a Mary Sue. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I did pretty much answer. I don't, I don't, I personally don't see Flurry Heart as a Mary Sue. She has conflicts, she has issues, and you know, they're just she's just a baby, so she's just cute. No, <laughs> she doesn't have those things. She causes those things. <laughs> well, I mean, that 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 in and of itself doesn't make them a Mary Sue in my book. Like I said, if if she was, she would just literally have everything handed to her because she's perfect, and I don't think she is. It actually ties in really well to the next question is, is Flurry Heart a demon from hell? No, but she could be if she wanted to be. Totally fair. Um, Anon Pencil <laughs> says that there is a comment from the chat. Chat from Hawthorne Bunny who wanted to say, apparently Silent Ponyville is the 68th story ever published on FinFiction. Oh, wow. I didn't realize I posted it that early. Either. So you're actually like when the first hundred stories to ever grace this fucking fandom on that site and more than more than that you're also one of the first users no i actually by that logic you might be the first horror story uh, ever written i 
it might be the first horror story on Fimfic. Yeah. I do know. I do know when I wrote Silent Ponyville it was because boy, I don't like these two horror stories that I read. I want to write a good one. Well, I'm glad you did. Um, <laughs> uh, Rob, are you going to say something? Uh, no. Why? I thought I heard you say something about like Flurry Heart being a demon or some shit. <laughs> uh, crap! You had to ask me. I know I said something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, Rob. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you that. <laughs> sorry. Barcast making conversations awkward since 2013. All right. Mm-hmm. Which is the better story, Fallout Equestria or Project Horizons? Ooh. I haven't read either. Get out. Good man. <laughs> don't, do, don't do what I did and start with Project Horizons. I, uh, I, I did honestly, I got like eight chapters into Fallout Equestria originally, and then I kind of just, it just, it didn't interest me personally. And so it, I just, I didn't, re- didn't finish it. It does kind of take a little bit to get going. Yeah, um, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah, the, the beginning is a slope, but once you get over that slope, it's a pretty good ride. Sam, you, you got to face that you're you're in a land of people who, like, suck that story's dick pretty fucking hard. So I, mm. uh, it, it, if, they, if they sense they can sucker you to be a prostitute for it, too, they fucking will. <laughs> uh, I'm sure if you had picked me up for the podcast, like, five years ago or whatever, I would have had a lot more to say about my feelings, but about Fallout Equestria, but just, I've, I've, I've mellowed out so much that I'm just like, why was I so angry at the story back then? It's, it's a, it's a fine story. It's just not for me. I mean, we're also in this weird place in the fandom where like those things that happened that long ago are still incredibly relevant today. Fair so, enough. Anyway. Like, like My Little Dashy. <laughs> my Little Dashy? You mean how Rob K. 53 wrote My Little Dashy? Rob Cakron 53 wrote My Little Dashy? Are you just Rob serious? Rob Cakron 53 wrote My Little Dashy. And you Rob Cakron, the guy yeah. we hang out with? What? Let's, let's, we we <laughs> sidetracked so him. we sidetracked <laughs> so much. Let's let's get back to the questions. <laughs> Number eight. Go go to Rob Cake, go to Rob Cakron's Facebook page and tell me you love My Little Dashy. Ready to go. Not Facebook, fan fiction. You get what I mean. Go, 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 go. <laughs> I can do both. Um Do you like ponies that have freckles? Yeah, they're cute. I agree with you. Yes, they are. <laughs> even even uh, a certain small, adorable, blue-haired, ringleted villainess. Yeah, I think Cozy's cute. I, I actually haven't seen the episode where she was a villain, but I've seen the season nine opener, and I really enjoyed her in that. I, I love her. I love, I love her and her weird, like, strategic everything so much, so... I, all, all I think about when I see her is, who raised her? <laughs> That's a good fucking question. That is a good question. Probably. Yeah, because her dad. That said, <laughs> who would you date if you were a pony? Um, I guess if it was, if it, it was literally, if it was literally, you can choose and they will accept no matter what, it, it would pro- I probably would start with Twilight, I guess, just because I feel like Sunset, Sunset and I, on a, oh, I love her. We probably wouldn't get along that well on like a truly intimate level, but I feel like I could do, I could do well with Twilight. All right. And the next question is, what do you think of Luna as a bat pony? Sounds like a cute idea. There's a picture. Makes some good fan art. There's there's a picture. If you check behind the counter, you will see her. Ah, yeah, that's cute. 
Well, when she was Nightmare Moon, her wings were more bat-like. Yeah, I remember that. I, I've drawn her a few times, so yeah. You you draw? Why don't you tell us? <laughs> he mentioned it earlier, Pencil, but you didn't pick asking, up on that. I, I'm asking him he to said like, he had promote, an I'm trying to get him pro to promote himself, you little shit! <laughs> Uh, yeah, though, no, like I said, uh, my current, my current, my current webcomic slash s blog is Arya's Archives on Tumblr, so it's ariasarchives.tumblr.com. Though That's I do, awesome. though, I'll have our intern get a link to it for the chat. Alex, go get a link. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if anyone from the past was aware of Motherly Scootaloo, uh, it, Motherly School did come to an end, so if you were waiting for it to end to go back and read all those archives, you can do that now. Good information to have. And now said, uh, we're going to go to Sunbro for Life, who starts by asking, what is your favorite video game? Final Wait. Fantasy VI. What? Whoa, okay. <laughs> That's what? the fastest answer we've ever so, had. All this tells me is that he really likes those emo gun sword things. <laughs> That's eight. Thank you very yeah. much. Dude, that's not six. Six was like the last classic format Final well, Fantasy. The only one I know is seven because of Cloud. That's it. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. Wow. Little seven is wild. Um, I mean, I six over any of the others. Which is the one that has Sora and the Keyblade? Shut up! <laughs> Let him talk. Oh my god. To, to cycle back to an earlier question, uh, Final Fantasy was going to be the other answer to the favorite franchise question, because fate, fate inspires me the most uh, intellectually as far as writing goes, but just what I personally enjoy in my own free time, Final Fantasy. Then, have you played any of, say, like, the Final Fantasy online game? I am a oh. regular player of uh, four, 14, and I am super hyped for Shadowbringers! Dude, that's so cool! I it's it's very rare to find like a, a Final Fantasy fourteen player out in the wild. I remember um playing it on release day and it was a lot of fun. They're not super hey. common in the fandom, yeah. Hey priest. Yes. Tell him what you're playing for the first time. Oh yeah, I'm playing Final Fantasy seven for the first time. Oh nice. Just 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 for like personal enjoyment and all yeah. that shit. No, seven yeah. seven's a great game. It's not my personal favorite, but it is a lot of people's personal favorites for a very good reason. It's a very good game. And I I'll just I'll just put it I, I'm watching him play and I'll just put it this way. He just none of you none of you spoil this at all or mention anything, but he's he's just heard the name Zach for the first time. Oh, oh. <laughs> so you're playing Final Fantasy Seven then. Yes, that's what I said. Oh my god. Final Fantasy. No, I, I played Final Fantasy One and loved it to death. I I I enjoyed it so much I did White Mage Run. But anyway, just just remember to get the secret character Sora. <laughs> oh my God! Please die! Please We're just I will, find, I will find a dumpster <laughs> for you, Enigma. Just curl up and wait for the trash compactor. Just die. Just find what? those lucky emblems. We're moving on. <laughs> what is your favorite boss fight in a video game? Ah, uh, that's such a hard question because there's because like I don't remember them that well. It's more like I remember games and loving games more than oh yeah, this individual moment from this game will last me for the rest of my life. I uh, I guess uh, I guess I'll, I guess I'll just go with the the one that in, that like since we're talking Final Fantasy, the one that comes to mind is the final boss fight with Kefka. 
Because, God, I will always remember that fight. That's really fair. You're basically fighting Emperor Joker. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> then, let me ask this, uh, because it's, it's probably... Someone's probably wondering it, if they're listening to this later on. Um, given that we've asked you a lot of different video game-related questions, um, Silent Hill isn't really came up all that much. What <laughs> led questions, you... questions, Priest! It will with my questions, Priest! <laughs> okay, then I'll just hold on uh, on that question. Thank you. <laughs> then number three from Sunbro for Life, my personal favorite. <clears throat> Have you accepted Skeletor, the master of the universe, into your heart? Yeah! <laughs> 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 man eats it! <laughs> Dude. Skeletor Holy shit, what's happening? Skeletor yeah. went all the way through your heart. <laughs> Oh, I don't have enough beer for this. What just happened? <laughs> oh. Next time, He-Man! Next time! Number four. You are in itty-bitty Equin City. What business do you start? Uh, Probably a petting business. Pay money to pet me. Mm-hmm. Money to pet oh. you. So, so you're a human, and you just lay there on the ground, and you say, like, pet me, and somebody's come in <laughs> and pet you? That's your business? Because I don't, I don't know how that business plan is going to work, but... <laughs> I mean, it doesn't work... It doesn't really work as a human in Equine City. Oh, are, oh you're in an itty-bitty Equine City. I thought I was an itty-bitty Equine in a human city. <laughs> oh! Please write this. Please Anon deserves to be who fed. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, <laughs> oh, off the ground. Please just let me edit it. Please. <laughs> write it with me, pretty. pretty come come yes. along, tiny human. This is no place for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No. It's going to be great. Last but not least, number five. Do you even praise, bro? If you could see me, I would do the sun, the sun pose now. Hooray! Praise the sun. Aw, he's going to love you for that. Good job. Now we're going to Paul Asarin, renowned reviewer on film fiction. It's true. Number one, having read and reviewed all of your completed Silent Ponyville stories and a few more of the more recent non-Silent Ponyville stories, like something happened, I've noticed a drastic improvement in the quality of your writing over the years. This is one of my favorite things to see in writers, and I was wondering if you'd like to elaborate on the growth of your style and the quality of your writing, the milestones, and the things you used to think were fine but now realize weren't your influences and that sort of thing. Hmm. Uh, it, it, growth for me as an artist is always weird because I don't notice my own growth until I directly compare to what I'm doing currently to what I did like a year <sighs> ago or two years ago. Mm-hmm. So it... it it's it's always hard to be like oh yeah I'm actively improving like sure sometimes I'll have moments in, in the uh, moment here or there where I'm like 
wow, wow, what I'm currently doing actually does look or read better than the stuff I've done before. But it, it just, it almost feels like it's a natural growth of myself. So like when, I, when I'm writing, I will read what I'm writing and be like, okay, yes, I like this. Is there any way I can kind of improve it? And then maybe I'll make little tweaks here and there. And I'll come back a year later and be like, wow, I, I wrote like that. I can write this much better. And, I'll, and, I'll, and then I will. And it, it, it's hard to know when that, that change happens because it's just, it's just something that does. And I think it's just because it's, I'm so engrossed in it every single day that I don't notice the small changes that keep happening. Um, as far as like things that are like influences, um, I, I just look at, especially when it comes to writing, uh, the, my favorite stories on Finfic, I will, I will look at see how they write their stories and I'll try to emulate them in my mind while I'm writing and be like, okay, is this, is, does this read well? Is this information that is pertinent to the reader? Is this not? If not, how do I change it so it is? And just like, and, and that's just how I've improved myself as a writer, just want, getting things out. I, I like, especially something like uh, the story, Something Happened. I wrote that within 24 hours for the, uh, for, the, for the last day of a Flutterdash contest. And it was just, it was something that I had, a story I had had in my mind in a while. And I just had the sun inspiration to just literally type it all out as quickly as possible and just get it up on the site with like minimal editing. And people seem to really like it. So it was just, it, sometimes it's just something that comes from deep down within me is that my own natural improvement just flourishes and I don't even realize it. Awesome. Then this naturally leads into number two by Paul. Why did you not finish Silent Podio 4? The people demand it! What the <laughs> hell, man? It's true! I, I, I do sincerely apologize for the extreme delay of Silent Ponyville 4. When I started it, originally the intention was to have all of the, uh, all of the chapters done by October of that year. But things has ended up changing behind the scenes, mostly with the, uh, the incorporation of the audio readings of them, where uh, Gooey Serenite uh, politely asked me, hey, would it be all right if you just delayed releasing it so that I could have the exclusive rights to the audiobook? And I'm like, yeah, sure, that's totally fine. Like, that gives me more time to write, and it gives people a, a, a wider audience to the thing. Um, after that, things just kind of slowed down on both our ends, and I lost a lot of inspiration for writing for a long time because I was just so focused on my art. And but like I was always in the back of my head, like I want to finish Silent Ponyville Four. So that that's why I've, like, I like I finally started updating it again this year with the intent that I want to get it finished by this year, come hell or high water. I will force myself to get it finished, and I will make sure it is good. I totally understand that mindset, and I wish you the best of luck especially as someone who has not completed a fanfic in six years. <laughs> well, good luck to you too, then. Alex underscore. <laughs> a pencil. I was going to say, Priest, you've completed many fanfics within that time, but there's one. There's one. Yes, correct. Uh, Alex underscore is up next, our favorite intern. Number one, what is your favorite flower? Is it too obvious to say rose? I'm not much of a flower person, honestly. Whenever you say flowers, roses are the ones that come to mind. 
Now, roses that are in full bloom or roses that have not yet fully unfurled their petals? So many petals on this. <laughs> I probably prefer the look of the unfurled ones more, but the curled up ones are the ones you see most often. So both are good. Roses right. smell better. Open roses almost ready to die they smell amazing. They're fantastic. You should go smell roses. Everyone should smell more flowers. I'm done. <laughs> go and smell the roses. <clears throat> Number two, what is the thing you most regret putting in your mouth? Uh, this would probably be a childhood thing when I, I want to say I was like six or seven. Uh, I was just, I was minding my own business in my room and I was just, I was probably reading something and my sister and her friend came in with like a plate of goldfish and I was just like, here, Sam, have some goldfish. I was like, okay. So I just took a handful of goldfish and I popped them in my mouth and they ran out of the room giggling and I was like really confused until I'm pretty sure I bit into something that was poop. I think they put cat poop in the goldfish. What the shit? Jesus. Literally, what the shit? Why would you do that to someone? I don't know. She was like five and thought it was a funny prank. I am all of a sudden very happy to have not had simply. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fish just because they're so delicious. Anyway. It's the snack that smiles back. Poop fish. Number three. How does time work? <laughs> uh, I'm no scientist, but I do know space time is a thing. So it's relative. The further you are, the closer you are to a massive object, the faster time tends to move and or slower as as well. It's really confusing. That's kind of how it works at cons too. Exactly. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. Oh, Where does the time go? Time is an illusion. It is not linear like you think. We only perceive it as such. Exactly. It's very timey wimey. I know. Serious, I know it. physics just because I'm the the town idiot. <laughs> I watch I've, a lot of science videos on YouTube. Enigma, I've listened to you falter stand how to send a letter in the mail. I will now be using this short reprieve to remove my pantaloons. Do I need do <laughs> I need to start like taking over streaming for a while? Oh, okay. Shit. Uh, we'll talk about it off air. Welcome back! I have no idea where we cut out, but we're we're back here. Something and goldfish. Um, I, was tell I, I was just telling Alex to get good scrub and that, yes, goldfishes are a real cracker. <laughs> Moving on to the next cracker. Mugamy. Wow, that's really bad, actually. That's not a good transition. Bad priest. <laughs> that was priest. I mean, I'm a little ashamed. <laughs> that was ashamed. really bad. I'm a little ashamed. <laughs> <coughs> Mugany is up next and says you are cool. Oh, thank you. Did we ask yay or nay? I might have missed that. Yeah, we missed that. I said oh. yay. Yay! That, that's what it was. I, I thought you were just saying yay. I guess I cut out. And I was like, oh, good. He's happy. We're doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than just silence. By the way, drink. Hawthorne Bunny is up next who asks... Where did the idea for Motherly Scootaloo originate? Oh, that's an interesting story. Um, so essentially, I used to be in, I used to be in a stream with a guy who was working on Silent Ponyville, the game assets, and Sk Short Skirts and Explosions was there frequently as well. 
So the three of us were talking and uh, the, the streamer was a big fan of End of Ponies. And so the two of them were big Scootaloo fans. And I was just like, oh, I know. I'll, I'll do a Scootaloo story too so that I can be part of the cool kids club. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, I was like, mm, what kind of a story could I make? And then I just, I don't know why. Oh, I, I, I was looking through Tumblr blogs and I read a blog called Pregunta Scootaloo, which I confused to mean pregnant Scootaloo. <laughs> Fucking oops. And when I saw that that wasn't what that blog was about, I was like, oh, I can make like an interesting like Juno type storyline of Scootaloo dealing with underage pregnancy. I'll call it Pregnant Scootaloo. Oh. Oh my. I did not realize how that came off at the time. And for for a good while, I was like, why are people giving me weird looks and reactions to this? It's just a teenage drama of underage pregnancy. Oh. <laughs> oh. So a year later, the moment Scootaloo gave birth to her baby, I changed the name to Motherly Scootaloo to better reflect what the story was about. Totally fair. So for those of those those of you who don't speak Spanish, Pregunta Scootaloo literally translates to ask Scootaloo. <laughs> yeah. In That's some Peggy Hill Spanish right there. It kind of is. Um, you actually brought up something that I'm I'm gonna look at pencil aggressively as I ask this question. Um, you mentioned the Silent Ponyville game project. Wait, it's one of my questions. It's one of my questions. Okay, then we're gonna move on down. Number Thank two. You. Which part of Motherly Scootaloo are you most proud of? I'm going. Uh, it might be kind of weird, but like, I honestly, I'm I'm most proud of the the time glitch arc towards the end where Scootaloo sees her mom again. Like, I I think just it's the combination of the writing in that part being so good after all these years of just building up to it, the art being like an almost culmination of my art building up to that point, and just what it meant for the series as as a total as a whole, just like, there, there's nothing about that arc that I don't love, and it's, it feels the most like, this is a Sam Rose storyline through and through right here. Aww. Awesome. Number three, how difficult was it to create turnabout adoption? Have you ever, have you done anything like that before? Turnabout adoption is interesting in that I it, it, it was sort of like a year-long project, but it also wasn't at the same time. Because I, I, wrote, I wrote the script, and the, writing the script was fairly easy because I kind of knew what I wanted to happen, but writing a court case-style case is a little hard on its own because it's just like you gotta okay you gotta know what happens but then you gotta work backwards from that to kind of deconstruct everything in a way that keeps it enigmatic to the to the audience and then they gotta pick uh pick up the pieces and go oh so that's what happens 
as far as as far as how to uh, how difficult it was to create, it actually wasn't that difficult. I found a Phoenix Wright engine online that had incredibly simple uh, instructions on how to program it. It was just like, okay, when you want this sprite to show up in this scene here, type this in. I was like, okay, and then you just type in the dialogue, and then when you want to present evidence, put in the command present evidence and stuff. So it was just a matter of creating the assets at that point. And I pretty much spent like one, maybe two weeks total creating all of the assets in that game, putting it together and then putting it up online. The 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 script to the game was just this long delay of slowly working on things here and there until I basically made myself crunch. And as far as had, had I done anything like that before, I, I, I dabbled in like RPG maker games for a long while, but nothing that was like, like what turnabout adoption was. I do also have like a sequel idea for turnabout adoption, but it, it's slowly morphing into just its own separate uh, Phoenix Wright style game at this point that I just, I, I, don't, I don't have enough ability of my own to write a convincing or interesting like court case, but the idea I have is solid um, in that it's like, it's hold up. New Year's. Hold up. I'm just checking. Uh, Milk, are we down again? No, we're not. <laughs> I'm seeing we're down, so that's why I asked. Oh, okay. you are? Yes, I'm seeing there was a network error. Same thing as I got last time. Do just me, then. I'm really sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, you're fine. It's fine for them. It's just me. Please continue. My apologies. But yeah, the, the basic premise for this Phoenix Wright uh, style game would just be like, it's New, Year's, it's New Year's Eve and it's about to turn to New Year's and Trixie's putting on a show for the town. And so there's a bunch of fireworks and then as it hits uh, midnight, she disappears from the stage and fireworks go all off in the stage. And then suddenly a body falls down onto uh, Trixie's stage and everyone looks up to see in the night sky silhouetted by the fireworks is the mysterious ne'er-do-well. And then the next day, Trixie's been arrested for murder as the mysterious ne'er-do-well, and you have to solve why she isn't the murderer and what's going on with the costume and all that. I want to play this game. I, w I, want, to I want to make it. I just, I need to get the, I just need, I need either a help or, honestly, I just need help with the writing because just getting the murder to hi, make hi, sense. No, hi, my name's Anon Pencil. What the fuck do you need? Well, well, there be, well, there also, also, there is a particular game engine called Twine that I've experimented with. It's a really, really simple um, visual novel slash create your own adventure type um, uh, novel maker that allows you to basically create a game with a story already written. All right. Oh, so, um, if, yeah, if, uh, if you have the writing pretty much done, it's pretty easy to turn it into a game. However, if you need writing done, yeah. hi. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll I'll DM you after the after the after all this, and we can probably try tr trying to think of hash, hash something out for it. Um, for yeah, like I I can I can shit out a three thousand word story in a day, easy easy. So. Okay. Let me know. That sounds fun. For this, for this game, where there'll be segments where you look for evidence. The, I would want uh, segments where you look for evidence in this one. Yes. Uh, Not a problem. Okay. I've played Phoenix Wright. I'm very fond of Phoenix Wright, so we good, bro. I am as well. I love Phoenix let's, Wright. Let's move forward because we only have so much time here for you. Objection. <laughs> Fuck you. Number four. 
if only that actually happened in the game. Uh, <laughs> what what advice would you give to someone looking to create their own Tumblr comic? Um, their own your own Tumblr comic. Uh, I guess just simply have an idea and have an idea that you want to explore. Um, the biggest thing that I see a lot of starting people struggle with is just like, oh, I don't have any questions, so I can't answer any, I can't answer anything. No one's interested in my blog. You kind of have to build up interest in your blog. You can't just assume that you've created one. Now people are going to come to you. If necessary, ask yourself questions out on anonymous to get the story going. When you build up your own interest, people will come. If no one's coming, make a just just tell something of a story without directing to questions people are interested in interesting ideas concepts or characters so present something that people will be interested in and they'll continue to come and as long as you're dedicated to that idea you'll go far i also imagine that there's a level of advertisement like you actually have to get people out there and show hey this blog is a thing that's happening you that can't can just help expect you can't just expect people to just randomly stumble into it. Yeah, uh, ta tag your ass blog. And it's a lot easier if you're tagging it with a character that people are searching for. If it's not a character that people are searching for, tag the franchise. Say MLP, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, all that stuff in your tags. People will find it if they're searching for those tags. Like, I would imagine it would probably be easier to do... Um you know, like a Luna-esque blog, blog as opposed to, say, an OC. Yes, easily. Yes. All right. Then number five, is there anything you'd like to see happen in Generation 4 before it ends? Uh, that's a good question. Honestly, nothing really immediately springs to mind. And it's like, I, I have had time to think about it. It's just... um. Pretty much everything that I've personally wanted either did happen or is impossible to happen at this point. So it's just kind of like, I'm just gonna, I just let the show do whatever it wants. And honestly, I kind of prefer it that way as just like, as a, as a creator myself, I prefer to see what the creators want to do as opposed to what the fans want the creators to do. I know what I'd like to see. If you say <laughs> dragon tits, I'll punch you right no, in no, your dickless no, no. crotch. No, no, no. I, within the show. Okay. I would like to see one of the main six get into a romantic relationship. Because we've never seen that from them. Ew, no. I, I Ew, no. I just want more Autumn Blaze. That's I do it. actually want more Kieran, I'll be honest. I, I want more Kieran. Don't let them be a throwaway species. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's like damn such a great song! It's such a good episode! Like 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 Rav said, we, we don't want throwaway species. We want more armadillo horses. Anyway, we're about halfway through the podcast, so uh, it's Good, about that it's time, time for a fake ad. Hey, Pencil. Okay. Hey, Pencil. Uh, oh, no. Hey, <laughs> what? Hey, what? Hey, what? There, hey, what? Hey, Hey, what? Hey, what? Hey, what? Did you know that I'm going to very quickly tell you about the barcast.net where, or .com, where you can find out .net. more information? It's, it's, it's .net. .net? Okay. Damn it. I made the site. Anyway. You made the site! 
where you can learn more about how we donate money every 100% of all money that is donated through Patreon and ad revenue on YouTube to rescuing horses at Red Wings Horse Sanctuary in California, where uh, they actually help rehabilitate and rescue horses from poor homes. And the money that we raise from all of our videos actually goes to, you know, keeping their teeth clean and changing their horseshoes and shit like that and keeping the bed and stuff like that. So by watching and supporting the podcast and supporting us on Patreon, you're actually helping real life horses. Did you know that I did all this really quickly so that we can get to other questions? Yes, yes, I did know. Do you know we only have six people left? On to the next question. <laughs> yeah. Seton is up next. Number one, what is your favorite meal, snack, or food stuff that is really unhealthy, but oh my god, it's just so good? Cheeseburgers. Absolutely, anytime, anywhere, I will eat a cheeseburger. It doesn't matter how many I've had in the past. It doesn't matter if I say I'm sick of them one moment. If you put a cheeseburger in front of me, I will probably eat it. I gotta ask, I gotta I gotta ask, what is your fast food cheeseburger of choice? Ooh. Uh, hmm. I'm a, I, I like I'm almost like a weird connoisseur of cheeseburgers where I like trying cheeseburgers from everywhere to see like, oh yes, I like this one more. I like this one a little less, but also you still eat it because it's a good cheeseburger. Then let's do like, let's do a fuck Mary Kill. I I'm sorry if, if all right. of I'm ready. Wendy's. I'm ready for fuck Mary Kill. Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Kill McDonald's, marry Wendy's. Fuck Burger King. Going okay. to, you're going to give the king the D, I see. Yes. <laughs> you know, he, he's on to something because I like how Wendy is sassy on Twitter. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sassy right, Wendy. Sassy Wendy's great. I, I love Sassy Wendy. Um, have you had the pleasure of eating it in and out? I believe yes. I, I have ha I've had the pleasure of eating at In and Out now. I went to Arizona like a month or two ago, and I had it oh. there. What did you think? And did you order the basic burger, or did you up the ante and get one of the special secret menu burgers? Uh, I didn't know about the uh, secret menu burgers, so I just oh, got a regular burger. No, like animal no style is the only way to eat an In and Out burger told you about the secret menu, which is literally the only way to order there. Because there's only four <laughs> things on the menu. Well, I was, just, I was just like, I did enjoy, I did enjoy their burger. Um, I'm not a big sauces guy as well, and I did try um, the In-N-Out sauce, but it it was a, it was like a mustard sort of mayonnaise based sauce. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not big, I'm not big on mustard. I'm it's, really not. <laughs> it's similar to a Big Mac sauce, but without as much pickle. Yeah. No, if you're giving me a cheeseburger, it's the patties, the cheese, lettuce, tomato. They'll give they you caramelized onions, you know. Hey, if you're not going to eat that sauce, you can just toss them my way. I'll, put fries, I'll put french fries on the burger for you. That's also, they, don't put, they don't put french fries on the burger. They will do shit. You just have to know the secret <laughs> words. As high as you fucking want. Like, if you want to do an 8x8 eight eight and you just say, I want an 8x8, eight eight, that literally means, like, they're giving you 8 pieces of meat and 8 pieces of bread and 8 pieces of cheese. Oh, wow. I can do that. You, could get an eight, you want an 8x8 eight eight when you're here next? I kind of want to do that and then film <laughs> it for BarCast. The classic <laughs> is 4x4 four four animal style, so I suggest doing that. Oh, that's, four 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 that's kids' play. That's kids' play. Anyway. I would, like, I would like a stroke on a plate. 
<laughs> we could talk about burgers literally forever because I have so many opinions and so many questions, but let's move on. <laughs> yes. Number two, what is the biggest or weirdest fear that you have? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, biggest is definitely heights. Because really? my God, heights, heights just do bad things to my mind. And this is like, even, even, it's like, not even just me experiencing the heights. If I see someone else experiencing heights, that can fuck me up. Like, it is such an issue to go to a mall and have it, like, have a third-story balcony that you can look over and see all the way down. And if I see some, if I see someone near that ledge, I will start freaking out and need to look away and move to get them out of my line of sights. Actually worse than me. Like, these guys know I'm afraid of heights. You're actually worse than me about heights. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, like- no, I don't... I don't- I don't know what it is. It's just severe anxiety whenever I see someone near something that could potentially be a life-threatening drop. Meanwhile, I'm the opposite because if I'm at the bottom, I can't, I can't look up towards the sky without feeling anxious because I feel like at any moment gravity's going to invert and I'm going to fall into the sky. Common, actually, Enigma. I've, I've met several people who have that feeling, so you're not alone, and I'll look more into that phobia for you, like, legitimately. So... That's not that unusual. Can you imagine a Pegasus with that fear? Write it. Fluttershy? Yeah, I was going to say Fluttershy. Dibs on that story. Everyone else has story ideas this cast. I called this on this one. That's why she has such a short ceiling. Anyway. Priest, you have Flurry Shark. Moving on. Number four. Wait, no. Number three. Why is bag milk the best milk? Because you can cut a oh. hole in the top and pour it into a plastic container. But they don't. You know that they don't, right? I, I'm aware that they don't, but they can. They don't. Instead, they take the <laughs> whole bag and they pour it out of the bag using a plastic... Do you know what they do? Have you seen? Have you seen? I, I've seen? I've seen pictures on Tumblr, and it's very weird. Isn't it distressing? Like, why not just put the milk into the pitcher, right? Yeah. Or just put the milk in a Ziploc bag so you don't have to keep cutting the corner. But why put it <laughs> in a pitcher? Just pour it I, into uh, the pitcher. I've clearly only had good experiences putting things in the plastic, liquids in the plastic bags, because that doesn't spill everywhere all the time. Like, why would you take a plastic bag, cut a, cut a corner off the plastic bag, take the whole plastic bag, Without pouring it, put the plastic bag into a pitcher and then use the pitcher to pour the milk out of the plastic bag that it is still in. That's all. These these directions were too confusing. My dick ended up twisted around the ceiling fan. Don't understand why, why Canadians do this. <laughs> Canadians are weird. The Chinese uh, do it too. Uh, listen here, Ed. <laughs> even worse, the Chinese had a recall with fiberglass in there at one point. High five. Canadian turkey basters. Okay, pause. (laughs) We're off the rails. We're allowed to be off the rails. We're allowed to be off the rails. And we didn't actually get to part of the question I was curious about. He gave us his his worst fear. What about your weirdest fear? Uh, I honestly have no idea. I I don't, like, heights just is, is instantly, I get that one. I don't really have a lot of fears outside of that. So I, you're... I, I, yeah, I just I, I don't know which one would be weird. So if you like, like had to punch a scorpion in the face, a giant ass scorpion, you wouldn't be scared. 
I would be hesitant because I didn't want, wouldn't want to sting it, but it wouldn't be something I would be afraid of because it's something that's scary. It's something like I don't want to be poisoned or injured. How, how would you feel about being locked in a coffin full of wasps? That sounds like they're going to sting me instantly and it would be terrible, but it's not something I'm going to get like anxious or be like, oh my God, I'm going to break down over it. Like I do heights. We had a guest that I, I tell this story because I still am in disbelief over it. We had a guest. What's your weirdest fear? They said coffin wasps. And we went, what the fuck is that? And they explained that they have an irrational fear of being buried underground with a tube into a coffin and then someone filling the underground coffin full of wasps. Now I'm just imagining the bee scene from the, <laughs> the Wicker Man. Yeah, no, but like, like, they're like, yeah, I have nightmares about this frequently. I was like, what the fuck? That's, wow. that's really specific. Why that is very specific. Why don't you just want to see... wasp hole? I kind of want to see like five different therapists I'll try to interpret the stream. Coffin wasps, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to number four. What is your one annoying habit? So something you do that is annoying to other people. Something other people you do that you just can't stand. Uh, something I do that most people can't stand is I have a jittery leg. And most of the time, I don't even realize I'm doing it. But I have gotten so many times where I'm just sitting in the back of the car and someone was just like, why is my car shaking? And I just stop my leg and like, oh. <laughs> you, bounce, you bounce your leg? Um, yeah. Like restless, restless leg syndrome style? Or? I actually have restless leg syndrome, so I, 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 I understand. Well, but I call it Jimmy leg. <laughs> I, no, that's not. We're going to talk I, about I, why you cannot use that term, Enigma. <laughs> Is that a euphemism for a th for a dick? Because I'm seeing that now. No, it's a racism thing. What? <laughs> Number five. You ruined a great question. Number five. What is the theme song of your sex life? I just had sex by Lonely Island. Yes. <laughs> okay, I just introduced Priest to this song. <laughs> No one has ever answered this question before on the cast with that answer. <laughs> right, because like, okay, so Priest and I banged, and afterwards um, he has a smart house, so I was just like, okay, Google, play I Just Had Sex by the Lonely Island, and he sat there like staring at me as it started to play. He's like, what the fuck is this? And by the end of it, he was just like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> well, like I heard on a boat, but... Yeah, no, I, 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 I was introduced to I had I just had sex during a depressive moment in my life, and it instantly just destroyed my depression, and it was all I listened to for hours afterwards. Holy it's shit! <laughs> Nine out of ten psychologists hate this man. <laughs> uh, let's see, number six. Do you watch anime by chance? If so, what are your favorites? Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I, I do watch anime. I haven't watched a lot of anime this season, but I, I, I'm honestly very picky about the animes I do watch. I'm always, always like, I kind of like pick and choose the ones that have interest to me personally, even though, not, and it's not always the ones that like are the super popular, everyone is watching them. Just like, oh, that's an interesting concept for me. Um, obviously, I, I watched every single Fate Stay Night anime. Um, I think my current favorite anime is, uh, it, Re-Zero, starting life in a new world from zero. 
it's weird name because it's an isekai anime but it's legitimately a good one and like i i i watched it before i really understood what an isekai was and i was just like hot damn this this guy is getting the shit kicked out of him constantly and then he has to fix everything it's just like yeah that that's it made for a good storytelling and i was just like um let's see uh school live comes to mind as well uh this uh, anime of four girls trapped in a school during a zombie apocalypse and they basically pretend like school's still going on for the sanity of one of their characters and it's a really good anime that's Holy good shit. i want to watch this i want to yeah. watch, watch this yeah yeah that's what we're watching this oh yeah no. i know i highly recommend school live uh i liked pretty derby you know the the horse girls anime. I really enjoyed that. Uh, the for, uh, uh, let's see, Overlord was really good. Uh, I'm trying to just think off the top of my head, and so well, so few uh, animes come to my head. Let, let me list off a few animes that I'm sure people will ask about. Uh, okay. Number one from the thread is Dorara. I have not seen Dorara yet, but I've only heard good things. I, I might give it a try someday. JoJo would recommend it. It's pretty good. I have not seen any JoJo's. Okay. Uh, One Punch Man. Yes, I've seen One Punch Man. I, I need to get started on season two. NG. There's a season two? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm like, gone for, like, a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's See. fine. But um, what about NG? Uh, oh, Neon Genesis Evangelion? Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, fun fact, actually, uh, the uh, Evangelion 2.22 rebuild movie is my second favorite movie of all time. Oh! I hate it, so that's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I, I am honestly a much bigger fan of the rebuild movies in that continuity than I am of the original series. The original series I couldn't get through and it kind of put me so to much. sleep. I love everything I love the about one. them. I hate it's everything like, about the second one. I hate every I, last thing after, re, like, the second movie. Man, Rebuild 2.2 is just such a perfect movie in, like, every way. From animation it to story not. to the consequences. And I just, I, I cannot get enough of how much I love that movie. It is not. It is, it uh, is I'm, I'm going to agree with Pencil. <laughs> then, oh last but not least for animes, let's talk about an anime that is about protecting villages and giants and you know playing skin off people um last but not least what do you think of inuyasha <laughs> uh, uh i loved inuyasha as a kid uh looking back it is not as good as i remembered okay cool attack on titan stuff moving on <laughs> number seven just how big is your porn stash um, it wasn't actually that big for a super long time, just because I've always, I've never been the of the mind of just like, hey, I should save things to my computer. However, uh, thanks to you know using having Patreon as basically my job, uh, I started doing pinup works for you know Patreon. So I needed reference pictures to be able to start doing things. So it's been it's been consistently growing as I've been gathering more and more reference pictures from around the internet. Quote unquote. Reference pictures. Okay. Like, reference pictures can serve two purposes. <laughs> how, how much? How much is? How much? What percent of your computer is reference pictures? 
Um, actually, probably not that much. I want to say maybe like five percent. It's it's really not five <laughs> percent of your computer is is porn. Excellent. Good. Yes. <laughs> we're uh, we're moving on to the other other guy. Which, with you being a friend of skirts, I'm sure this picture's meaning will not be lost on you. Milk scroll. How does this picture make you feel? Uh, it makes me feel like that's accurate. Like, I don't know how else to describe this picture other than, yeah, accurate. It's, it's so true. <laughs> Pretty this much. Makes, this makes me think that Short Skirts was a cast member of Zabumafu. No! You don't know about his lemurs? Oh my god! It's also not the same type of lemur, just so you know. Well, that's a ringtail lemur. Skirts, I'll make sure Enigma's gone. (laughs) We can hang out at BronyCon, it'll be okay. Mono's invited too. And definitely Pencil. Now that said, we have questions from a non-pencil. We do? I feel like at this point, I should just hand you the reins of the cast. Like, it's, <laughs> this is it, Pencil. This is your moment. Palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's <laughs> popping on my sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. She's nervous. <laughs> but, it's okay. Uh, I only bite if you want me to. Okay. Um. Hi. So, uh, I have questions for you. I think the first uh, thing I wrote was, Yes, I'm glad you're here! <laughs> for much longer than that. We'll stop there. <clears throat> Gotta ask. I know I know. this is kind of an elephant in the room in a lot of ways, but exactly with the Silent Ponyville game adaptations. And are there any signs of them continuing or getting finished? All right. Uh, so, the Silent Ponyville games were, it was kind of weird. Uh, it, it basically started with this guy emailing me saying, hey, I'm basically working on a 3D version of Silent Ponyville. And I was like, oh, dang, that's really awesome. Can I help you make that? And he was like, yeah, sure. So it was like, you know, he would start making builds and I would, you know, critique it and say, you know, what I loved about it, what I felt like could be changed about it. And uh, he he was running into issues of with making assets. So I would like, I, I went out and saw, found someone who like, made 3d models on their fur affinity and i was like oh wow that's amazing do you want to actually help work on the project so like i would frequently stream and they would work together at some point uh not only did me and the modeler have a falling out but the guy who was working on the game basically ghosted me so i have no idea what happened but i'm fairly certain he's not working on the game anymore and the few people I've been around seeing who try to recreate the project never actually end up finishing it. I'm all for the game being continued and finished, and I, I have a bunch of assets that I could probably send to whoever would want them from the old project, but they were made in an older version of Blender, and I feel like after so much time has been passed, it would probably just be easier to just basically start from scratch at this point rather than reuse all of this old work from a different programmer and older models. Um, no, so Blender as, is pretty as, backwards compatible. No, so okay, as, then, as a that. programmer, let yeah. me let me give my two cents. Uh, a professional programmer. 
Um, two things. Number one, I would suggest you reach out to a couple of dedicated Pony Vet devs, such as the makers of the Steam game Delirium, which is a horror pony themed um, game who uh, would probably die to probably touch your source material. And number two, Flound Flare Studios, who we recently played their game on the streaming closet, as well as like your uh, Silent Ponyville demo. Yeah, we, we, we played your game on, um, on our gaming stream. So, yeah. Um, and number two, uh, I would um, highly suggest looking into converters. It, like Rab said, it, Blender is very backwards compatible. But for the most part, there's a lot of really good and easy ways to take those assets and turn them into more recent formats. All right. Yeah, that, that works for me then. Uh, feel free to DM me the resources after this, and I'll happily, happily. forward them. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, we'll, we'll play it live if it gets finished. Absolutely. Okay. I would love that. Great. Um, well, that's great. Um, now I get to actually pry into your mind a little bit about Silent Hill because I've, I've read your work. I know that based on the fact that what you've written, you you like you like Silent Hill. Let's let's <laughs> put it basically. I do. So, what Silent Hill game would you say had the greatest impact on your writing? Uh, easily Silent Hill One. Actually, it it was the first. It was like when when I went in to write the Silent Ponyville stories. Uh, it, it was basically with the mentality of, boy, I would really like to write a, a horror story that's actually compelling and gripping and gets into the mind of people. What's a horror franchise that does a really good job of that? Oh yeah, Silent Hill is a really good job of doing a good job of that. And I actually, I, like, I was, I was like an arm's length fan of Silent Hill up until that point, where like I like the ideas and concepts, but I never actually played any of the games or seen any of the material. Mm. So I was just like okay, so uh, why don't I play Silent Hill 1 and then I'll base the feelings and experiences off that and write that into the, into the story. So yeah, I, I did. I, wrote, I played Silent Hill 1 and it was like it left a good, fun impact on me. I was just like, wow, I really enjoyed the atmosphere, the characters, the story, and just how this all worked together. And I didn't, I didn't incorporate the whole... Uh, you're not the one directly experiencing the your horrors thing until Silent Ponyville 3 because I knew everyone else loved more the internalized like I am the monster horrors from 2 so I, I focused more on like um so the inspiration for the way it played out was one but I borrowed the themes of 2 to portray more of what Silent Ponyville became you know, like, I, I was curious about that because I took note of the fact that there were multiple Silent Hill games in this. Like, it, it definitely drew from a lot of them. Yeah, and like easily. Sleepy, sleepy hypnosis time is very different. So, to my next question, which is that aside, what would you say is the best Silent Hill game? For me personally, it's probably one because it's the one I got the most enjoyment out of. It was the most surprising and just like the one that reached me the most. The problem with two for me was that it was all spoiled for me. I knew everything that was going to happen. Yeah, like I knew literally everything that was going to happen in two before it happened. 
So there were no surprises and it was just me experiencing the mechanics and the experience of life, which was still enjoyable, but it's like the mystery yeah. and the intrigue was all gone. And it was just, it was an okay game to play. It was still, I, I still really enjoyed it. And it still played very heavily into how Silent Ponyville 2 got written and is playing a huge part in Silent Ponyville 4, but one became the best for me. Can I interject for a hot second? Sure. Um, what is your take on PT? Uh, I love PT, and I think it was a very good step in the right direction. I just wish that they had been allowed to actually continue upon it. I, I don't know if it would have been the greatest horror game in all, in all of history, but it would have been a, a return to form of what the series was supposed to be. Very well said. Sorry. Um, going back to what I was saying, um, how was it spoiled for you? I have to know so I knew who to kill. <laughs> um, I guess just the internet at large, really, because especially oh, when, you, when you go searching for Silent Hill stuff in general, it's just like... Uh, Everyone loves Pyramid Head, and no one will shut up that Pyramid Head is, you know, basically James's executioner and all that stuff. It's like, why is he ex why is he executing her? Well, you know, because spoilers. So, yeah, I'm, I can't kill the whole internet, but I, I mean, <laughs> I could try. Yeah, uh, de definitely large part the Silent Hill wiki, which I referenced several times while writing the story, but just a lot of things from outside of that as well. Just a lot of resources that led to me knowing basically the whole story. Uh, knowing that you know some of the Silent Hill lore, which is vast, there's so much, right? Yeah. I asked the question, if you personally were sent to Silent Ponyville or Silent Hill somehow, what do you think it would be like for you personally? It's a very difficult question because it's hard to imagine myself in this scenario because I don't, I don't consider myself as someone who's done really horrific things in my life. Sure, things I regret, but nothing that was just like a sin to have committed. So having monsters that reflect my inner nature, just, I don't know what that would look like. It, I don't know what that would look like. It, it would probably be a lot, a lot more accurate, easier if it was if it was a Silent Hill 1 situation where I'm going after someone that I genuinely love and would do anything for and their horrors are coming after me, I probably have a, an easier time imagining that than what my own internalized horrors coming to life would be like. Everyone has that like self-saboteur. Everyone has that person inside them that wants to ruin their life, that like it, it, it is the thing that makes you fuck up your life. There would probably, at the very least, be sort of like a dark Sam Rose somewhere sabotaging me in some way. I could easily see that, just like a manifestation of my depression. Yeah, I could easily see that. Oh yeah, a manifestation of depression would make for some stupid, interesting Silent Hillness. Like mm. some sort of self-saboteur. That's literally yeah. undoing the work that you've done after you've done it. He's just running around making the, t the buildings you're in taller. <laughs> oh yeah there's to be so much heights like you'd walk out expecting to be on the ground floor and you would not be yeah that's true that would very much be a thing well now that we've done now that we're done creating your own personal hell <laughs> um have you ever had a pony related nightmare and if so please tell us about it 
I've had so few pony dreams, honestly. Like I've been in the fandom since season one, but I actually I, I can only I can only vaguely remember having even one pony dream, but I don't remember what it was about. I just remember there were ponies in it. It's, I'm not I'm not a big pony dreamer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I just, they they've affected my life deeply, but not to the point where they're in my dreams. Nosy and ask. So, what's the weirdest nightmare you've ever had? Then. Uh, the weirdest nightmare that comes to that first comes to mind was just um, it, it's extremely short because it's just like I remember having a different nightmare, but I don't remember what that nightmare was about. Waking up in bed from it and being like, oh, well, that was that was a bad dream. Turning over and then basically seeing a shadowy form of myself laying next to me, staring at me, and then basically everything moving in slow motion as I just kind of sit up from bed and being like, what the fuck was that? Shit. All right. Well, I, I mean, that's the end of that vote. And I, also, my last note was thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me so far. Hashtag favorite authors. <laughs> thank you for coming on our podcast. It's so nice of you. Can I smell <laughs> your hair? Sure. Wow, stop being so cheery about it. Now I'm creeped out. <laughs> <laughs> Harlan Books is up next. Who starts with number one? What's up with the interdimensional monster? The end of motherly scooterly. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> okay, so Cronus, the interdimensional monster that came out of nowhere, was a creature that I've been setting up pretty much since season two of Motherly Scootaloo. For anyone who's familiar with the story, there was a bunch of random time glitches that was messing with the entire universe fairly early on and it was just like oh it's replacing characters it's adjusting things and we had to have the doctor come in and fix all of that he was the cause of those time glitches we i even had his backstory and origins appear as a as a children's book update in the blog and then i even had him show up in the blog prior saying he was ready he was getting ready to pluck scootaloo from her universe to destroy everything so he can remake it in his image so i had set up for cronus several times throughout the story for several years but he and then like i even had starlight at near at the start of that say at that, that storyline say all of this is probably the cause of some giant being with too much magic on his hands that's like gonna just, that's just destroying everything because he could so there was a lot of setup for cronus but i admit his execution probably could have been better Hey, you know, sometimes you just kind of learn from experience and kind of move forward. Yeah. I mean, I, exactly. It's like it, he's a story thread I began five years ago. Like, of course, I improved by the time I got to him. Of course. Now, number two from Harlan Books is you're now stuck in Equestria. What would you do for a living? Um, well, right now I am an artist for a living. And so I do, I don't know how well that would translate over into Equestria because I probably have to learn to do, to draw with my mouth. So I probably could try and make it as a, like a, like an indie writer, maybe. 
if not, I could always just do basic jobs around uh, around the town, like uh, I guess like uh, fast food or cashier or something, because that's what I did before going artist art full time. Uh, yeah. Wait, uh, my, that is, my, that, that, sorry. That's that seems you're a you're a pony in Ponyville. Though, what if you're a human? Uh, if, if if I'm a human, I, I guess I guess the art route would be fine as a human. Um, I. I, I don't know what I would do as a human. I get I, uh, like a di I, delivery comes to mind for some reason. Like that'd be easy. Um, like I know my po the the pony Sona I have that's in that's featured in your little par. He's a monster hunter. He he hunts monsters for a living to protect Equestria. But like if it was me myself, the real me, I wouldn't be able to do that. So. I guess I would just do whatever was available and try to keep art as my main thing. I don't think Fluttershy would appreciate you running around carving monsters. You know, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. She would be upset. I'm sorry, Fluttershy. <laughs> now then. Yes, then. Pencil. Time <clears throat> for questions with Violet. It's time for questions with Cylon. Sam Ross. Hey, how are you today? Doing very good. I'm having an enjoyable time on this podcast so far, and I've, I've been enjoying my time meeting these new people. Aww. And that concludes questions with Cylon. <laughs> No, it's, that was creepier than usual, Priest. I'm kind of impressed and kind of ashamed. Like, that was really creepy. I stepped up my game. I knew <laughs> that, you know, for this cast, we had to step it up. But now then, it's time for questions with Jammer. And they don't... Jammer doesn't get a song. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, you just get uh, smarts. Number one, what's it like to make the spooks? Do your creations scare you? Um, so far, none of my creations have genuinely scared me. But uh, writing spooks is kind of interesting in that I, I, I don't do it on a regular basis. And I think that's the main difference between me and other horror authors is where they write horror all the time. I write when the inspiration strikes me. And I write about things that, while... Writing them, they don't scare me, but if I were to experience them, they probably would terrify me. So it's a lot easier to write the genuine fear of a situation when it's just like, yeah, these fears are something that would really get to me or bother me if they were happening. And I feel like that people react to that better because they feel it themselves. Totally fair. Then we're skipping straight to number three because number two isn't something that exists. <laughs> oh well, that's that's dark. It's time to talk about Thing Pone, which I'm sure you're likely aware of John Carpenter's the Thing. Well, yes. of course, the pony world has turned the Thing into a horse. Ah. Would you hug Thing Pone? Would you tell them every little thing is going to be all right? Would you kiss them goodnight? And last but not least, would you stick your peener in it? <laughs> um, 
probably going to say no to all of these questions just because I get the feeling that interdimensional mass murderers who want to feed on humans are generally not things you should hug or kiss or put your peener in. <laughs> you know, that's totally, totally fair. But look Some at the bedroom things... eyes. Look at the bedroom eyes. <laughs> Some yeah, things. you see the picture? I'm sorry. I see the pictures. <laughs> Some things are meant to be hot, if you get what I'm saying. I'm oh, I'm dating, uh, I'm dating <laughs> a monster fucker, so I totally understand. <laughs> so right. wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to clarify. You're dating a monster fucker, or are you dating a monster fucker? <laughs> um, like, th- these I, are different things. One, one person fucks monsters, one person is, like, monstrous at fucking. No, no, she, she definitely fucks the monsters. I, I don't know you. Yes. I don't know you well enough to make jokes <laughs> about this, but just please know that my mind is coming up with all sorts of like bad insults about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that tentagrape is starting to look real tame about now, huh? Well, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, back in the early days of Silent Ponyville, I did have the nickname the Monster for a while, so adorable. We mean all this lovingly. I hope. I hope you make sure you know. I do. Number four. Do you have any comments or suggestions for anyone trying to learn or make spooky art? Ooh. That's a good question. Um, like, like, like I said earlier, uh, the spooks I write tend to be drawn more from if I was in this situation, I'd probably be shitting my pants and running away and trying to save my life and all that stuff. I And then after that, I try to think, what would be interesting for the character to do in this situation? You know, it's kind of a natural question for any character in any situation, but it's especially true for horror because, you know, they're in a situation that tends to be so far removed from what you would normally be experiencing. And uh, it, you, got, you just got to draw upon the primal fears of both you and your audience. Because there's there and you got you got to be able to uh, to pace it. You can't just shove every single horror in your audience's face constantly. They're gonna get worn out and bored of that. But you also can't just string them along for too long and not do any kind of payout because then they're just gonna get bored because nothing's happening. There's this fine balance between stringing them along, scaring them, and then stringing them along, scaring them, stringing them along. Are they gonna get scared? Huh? And that, that's how I tend to try and write it. And it's, it's worked for me so well so far, and it seems to be, work, be a general rule for other writers. Um, as for spooky art goes, uh, heavy lines tend to help uh, contrasting dark with light, especially in reference to, like, eyes. Uh, anything that can help reach the uncanny valley, things that look more realistic but then still are clearly fake, uh, wire mouths, bigger eyes, l- things that are lanky that shouldn't be lanky, all that kind of thing. Totally, totally fair. A really, really wonderful artistic analysis as well. Um, number five. Has that disappointment kicked in yet? Oh, the disappointment's kicked in for a while. Oh. Okay. But... I'm still here and I still love making fandom content because 
I love the ideas that were created and the people that are in the fandom more so than what maybe the show is giving us. So I will probably be creating ponies for several years post-show anyway. Hooray! So you're, you're not d- disappointed with us? With you? Absolutely not. Hooray! I, I, I'm disappointed with the show, not you guys. Yay, Yay. for Todd! <laughs> Wow, someone got that joke. I feel so happy. <laughs> number six! Number six. <laughs> Would you be a parental figure for Motherly Scootaloo? Yeah, probably. I mean, I mean, she probably wouldn't want me to be her parental figure if she knew that I was the reason that all these horrible things were constantly happening to her. But if, she, if I was to be her parental figure, I would then probably try and treat her right and give her a home and all the love and the support she needs. Parental advice would you give her? Uh, uh, hmm. I'm going to assume that this is already post-baby, so it'd probably be that, you know, probably be like, you know, realize who your real friends are and who your real family are and stick close to them. And just make sure that no matter what goes on in your life from here on out, that they have your back and they support you. That's actually genuinely good advice. Thank you. And last but not least, from Jammer, number seven. Will all these questions bother you? No, there hasn't been a single question that's bothered me so far. Yes. Doing our job. I mean, we, we can try harder. You want me to try harder? I can try harder. Pencil, the range are yours. Oh, yes. Also, refresh. There's there's another few questions there at the bottom. Preach that. All right. Then we're going to go to Alex underscore, who goes to number one and says, "What does misery taste like?" Surprisingly minty. <laughs> <laughs> So what you're saying is that Minty is a very miserable pwn. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere Minty Root just picked, perked up his ears and was like, they're talking about me. Right, <laughs> <laughs> damn it. And number two, what's the scariest thing you've ever seen? Ooh. Ooh. Should I say the actual thing that's the scariest thing I've ever seen? No, why not? It's not. It's, not, it's a personal story, but it's not like, oh, we no, like I'll, never, I'll never get over it. Um, Let's do it. When I was a child and I was on the internet, I was doing the illegal torrenting, as you do as a child of the 90s. Oh, yes. And, of course, you know, as an illegal child of the 90s, I was also looking at porn because I've been, in, I've looked at it since I was 10. And it's just like, I should not have been looking at it since I was 10. So, but you know, so I was, I was, I was, I was trying to find things that were interesting to me, mostly more like cartoon porn and whatnot, because I didn't like, I didn't like the way people looked as a kid. I was just like, wow, people are ugly. I want cartoons. They're pretty. Well, at least <laughs> we've got that in common. <laughs> I don't yeah, feel so alone anymore. <laughs> you and me, we got a friend now. Oh, I know. Right. And, uh, share so... collections. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And so, yeah, so I downloaded one video, and I didn't know what it was going to be, and I open it up, and I start watching it, 
And it's this girl tied to a chair, looking at the camera with a gun pointed at her head. And she's oh, screaming no. and crying. And it goes on for a couple of seconds. And then the gun goes off. Her head flies back and there's a blood splatter on the wall. And that's the end of the video. You found so, a snuff film when you were a wee bad. And so it has actually, never left me. I've done, okay, so I've done research on this. It turns out that video was faked. I believe it. This is a very, very popular video and a very popular experience that was spread by anti-touring, uh, anti-tourist, anti-piracy groups in the 90s. I, I fully believe it, but like I was, a, I was too much of a wee bab to know any better. And it's, it, it, that, that video has never left me, so. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, that is something, I, having accidentally stumbled across snuff films myself, it is a not a fun time. Yeah. Well, we have a slightly less distressing um, <laughs> question from the chat, if you'd like. Sure. Do you hug a bat pony? I'd hug a bat pony, yeah. Bat ponies are super cute, and they, and they e hug an original changeling i mean i prefer them so yeah i do not like i do not like the the gummy bear abominations they have become (laughs) you hug one you hug one and get rabies hug the other and you get west nile (laughs) they're technicolor puke stains is what they are all of us for not going directly to AIDS after gay deer, and I want to congratulate you all on managing to not be horribly political. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. That, that, so I was like, oh god, they're going to say something about AIDS. They're going to say something about AIDS. Not HIV, but full-blown AIDS. See, you're the only one that's thinking that pencil, because that didn't even come to mind. <laughs> I guess all if I didn't say it, well, I did, actually. Fuck, I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> Good! All I know is that as an artist, their 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 colors offend me highly, and that as a writer, their story pisses me off. So there's Thank nothing you. about them I like. Thank you. I know other artists too, and they all. Oh, they are. They're saying we are offline. All We're right, we are now. now back. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um. So the question was, let, let's redo this. I'm sorry. That's Would you fine. call Gosellas? Yes, I would hug Ocellus. Uh, of the changing designs, she actually has a really good design, and it, it it looks it looks it fits the show. Whereas like all the others don't, and the only other one I gave like a half pass to is Pharynx, but all the other changelings, no, I hate them. Pass to Pharynx because he's voiced by Bill Newton, and we love him, and we got him to say things like he doesn't like the gay deer. Or what was the other thing that he said, Rev? Um, he just said, uh, "I like my old design better." Great. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, we we love Bill and we're we're very appreciative of that, and we'll give him a pass on that too. No, well, I, I hope I hope Cyberdrake got to hear the answer because they were distressed, like, no, I wasn't here if they'd hug Ocellus. Ah! Now now you know, yes, <laughs> yes, he would hug Ocellus. Calm down. Now then, um, we got about ten minutes left. So um, that said, Sam, what are you like? What is 100% of your drive focused in on right now? 
uh, right now, as far as my, my focus and my drive goes, it's going into my original web comment that I started this year called Fate of the Lost Princess. And it's pretty much what I want to funnel all of my time and energy into first, and then like all the fandom project seconds, because I've always wanted to tell original stories and I've always wanted that to be my main job especially since I can actually like market and sell it more so than I could the fandom content and I can reach a wider audience and affect more people. And like in the same way that like uh, Silent Ponyville or Motherly Scootaloo or Aria's Archives affects people, I can do that with my original stories and reach more people. So I am, I'm putting in so much work and effort into doing that. And it's like, it's so rewarding already that I'm just like, I can't, I can't wait to keep continuing to do this story. That's really awesome. Where would people be able to find that? Um, yeah. the, web, the website is currently lostprincess.thewebcomic.com. And we are currently uh, just starting chapter two of the story right now. So it's actually a good time to jump oh, in. Alex, Link, go, 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 intern, go. Awesome. Um, and that said, how do people um, support you as far as like a actual monetary values like if they want to support you directly especially when it comes to um silent ponyville or even your own original work how can they do that yes uh i have two patreons i have a fandom and not safe for work focused one and then i have the original content and safe work focused one they link back to each other so if you check one you should be able to find a link to the other uh, the not safe for work in fandom contents is patreon.com slash samrose, all one word, super easy. And my original content is patreon.com slash rosework productions. And if you want to focus more, for me to focus more on pony stuff, then uh, Sam Rose is definitely more your thing. If you want to focus on or support the webcomic, then it's rosework productions. But at the end of the day, since they both go to me, I, I funnel the, the money from both into making sure I keep both projects updated. Right now, I'm a, I, I try my absolute best to keep Arya's archives updated at least once every Friday. And, the old, and it, was two, it was Tuesday and Friday up until uh, Fate of the Lost Princess was doing the Tuesday-Friday update schedule. But I always try to keep at least one thing fandom content-related updated every week and the webcomic twice a week. Totally, totally fair. Now, if there's any sort of chance that someone catching up on this a year from now, maybe a week from now, just feels really bad they didn't have the chance to ask a question for this particular interview, is there any way that they'd be able to reach you to still ask that question? Obviously not in the ask blog, because <laughs> that's, not, that's not really the right place. Right. But how how could they ask you a question and keep in contact? Um, I'm pretty much any there. there there's several uh, media accounts that I have, and I am open on all of them. Um, if this is specifically for the Finfic audience, then the easiest way is just to you can just uh, send me an inbox in Finfic. I will happily answer that. If you would like to uh, message me on Tumblr, uh, it is. Sam Rose mod blog at tumblr.com and I will get you a link for that in just a second. And then uh, I am also, uh, I believe Sam Rose on Twitter. Uh, yeah, at Sam Rose mod on Twitter. And any of those, I will more than happily uh, just answer questions if you direct them at me. I'm pretty much an open book. 
Uh, if you want me to answer it privately, just DM me in any of those capacities. I will be happy to answer them privately as well. So I, I, have, I have very little shame, and I am not super creeped out by creepy behavior as long as you're not, like, threatening me or my safety. Then, Somehow yeah, by all me. means. Yeah, like, you see <laughs> so, him. He dealt with me really well. I actually super enjoy the fangirl reactions, <laughs> kind of. So it's just, like, I, it's super flattering to see people do that for me, and I'm just like, oh, it makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. So. So don't be afraid to feel like a creepy fangirl around me. I'll probably actually enjoy it. Now then, that said, we still have about five minutes. I can't imagine it any better than to hand it over to the fangirl herself, a non-pencil, to close out the cast. Yay! Because I have a question. Yes. <laughs> I've been wanting to ask. <laughs> um, stories in the fandom. Uh, where do you think we're at? What do you think of the state of horror in on film fiction for example because i know that i've i've written a couple myself shortage of them um what would you like to see more of How, where do you think we're at right now um what's the big problem let us know that's a good question because i actually haven't been keeping up that much with uh horror on fanfic but i also kind of noticed that when i'm going through and uh checking for the usual updates that there's not a lot of horror and it, it gets i get the I get the feeling that uh People don't like writing it that much, either that or the few that I do tend to run across that I'm, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen any of yours, but it, the few that I have, especially anything where someone's like, hey, can I write a Silent Ponyville story? I'm like, sure. And then they write a Silent Ponyville and I read it and I'm like, I like the hustle, but this could use some work. And um, that, that often ends up being the case of just like a lot of these just kind of need the work. They either fall flat in the technical writing aspect or they fall flat on the idea. And it just, it, I don't want to force anyone to write something outside of their comfort zones, but like it, sometimes it can help, especially anyone who's uh, suffering from like depression or uh, other mental illness thoughts that writing horror can be a way to let them out. And as long as you stay genuinely true to those feelings of fear and anxiety and you put them on paper, they'll reflect to everyone else. The, the problem is that not enough people are willing to put those actual emotions on the paper and they just want to go with a story idea, which is fine for anything else, but horror's got to be felt at its core or else you're going to lose your audience. If I can make just a, a mild interjection. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like the state of fiction has very, very widely turned into kind of three C's which is uh, cuteness, comedy, or clop, which makes it really, really difficult for things like original horror to stand out, and on top of that, build a, a fandom community around it. So I don't think it's necessarily that there isn't those horror things out there that are really, really great, or could even compare to Silent Ponyville, but necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have a base to rally around that is organized enough to really praise what is valid in the current horror scene on Finfic. Yeah, I could agree with that. And a lot of the early horror as well kind of was just like trying to play off of the popularity of cupcakes in the first place. And mm -hmm. I was like, 
I didn't like cupcakes. I read a, uh, a slender pony fic that I didn't like because it just kind of like petered out and didn't really emphasize the horror of what Slenderman is. And I was just like, I want to write a story that actually grips people and can use these concepts and make them make sense and be horrifying. And that's why, you know, Pink Amina from Cupcakes is in Silent Ponyville, but makes sense for how she would reach that conclusion, but also why Pinky would fight against it. And, you know, Slender Pony just, you know, the terror of just him being him. So, like, that, that, that's how those elements ended up incorporated in the fic in the first place. Well, thank you. And uh, would you encourage others to write horror? Oh, absolutely. If if you've got a horror idea that isn't just slap slap the person's face with gore and viscera, then you probably have a solid idea. You just need to put it on paper. I wholeheartedly agree. Thanks for letting me get the last question. Of course. But now that said, as enjoyable as this was, our time has come to an end. Two hours have passed, and Sam Rose, we cannot thank you enough for taking the time out of your life to ask and answer our stupid questions. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Well, you are always, always welcome on this side of the fandom. And, I mean, I, I don't have much else to say. Like, in, in my opinion, this is one of my favorite casts that we've had of this entire year. So just, I'm not sure what else to say. Um, as far as next week, um, for those who are regular listeners, be sure to tune in next week when we have a very, very special guest set up for it. And my Google Doc is lagging, and <laughs> it's really, really bad. While you do that, uh, do you have any final messages to say to your fans or haters out there? Um. Sorry if I feel like I disappear from certain platforms for long periods of time. I promise I'm still around. You just got to poke me. So, Priest, who's our guest? <laughs> now we need to reach back out and make sure that everything works out fine. Because, you know, when you're at BabsCon, you have a little bit of the drinky drinky. Sometimes you promise things that you can't keep. But what we have slated down is Dusty Cat. Dusty oh, Cat is joining us back. next week, and he'll be back for the returning of the Manliest Brony. So then, until next week, this has been the Barcast with a non-pencil. Enigmatic Otaku. I'm in the silent zone. Milk. Re. Ravage. Jump scare. Our amazing guest, Sam Rose. Thank you. And my name is Silent Flutter Priest. See you next week. You don't have anything better to do. Please come see us. We miss you. Oh, my God. Please come see us. We'll be drinking. It'll be great. <laughs>